0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina. I'm bringing you today's word for June 15, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled Leveling Up with the Word. Leveling up because I believe that we're in a season of new levels. I believe that this season that we're in right now, God has declared new levels over us. That means that there's grace made available for us to tap into new levels. That, that the grace is there, but the faith has to be there. So you and I, we're gonna provide faith where God has provided grace and we're gonna receive what he's already provided. One of the ways that we're going to do that is with the Word of God. We are recommitting ourselves to the Word of God. In this series, we're going back to the Word. where We're meditating and medicating on the importance of the Word, and we're giving God first place in our lives. We're going to level up, and we're going to level up with the Word. that said, uh, I've been teaching a series entitled Leveling Up with the Word from the Parable of the Sower. I want us to go back to that parable again this morning. The title of today's message is Rejecting the Fear of Missing Out. Rejecting or Overcoming the Fear of Missing Out. There's this thing, the fear of missing out is a term FOMO. And and young people today are, are You know They feel like they got to go do everything. Oh my God, I got to go do this because I don't want to miss out. I got to go do that and I don't want to miss out. And it's like God is not part of the equation. And unfortunately, if you live that way, then you are going to put yourself in a situation where you're not sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And yeah, you're going to miss out. You're going to miss out on God's best. You're going to get to heaven only to realize that you did not make the most of the one life you were given. I don't know about you, but I am My my singular focus in life is to become the man that God called me to be, to get everything to get out of me, everything that God deposited in me. I just want to die empty. I want to get to the end of my life and I want God to say, well done, son, you did it. You did what I sent you to this planet to do. That's it. That's it. I, I have no other desire. All I want is what God wants for me. Say amen to that. You got to get to the point where all you want is what God wants. And then let me just say something about that. Man, what God wants is good. Well, God's plans are better than your plans. We're going to talk about it. All right. So uh, the parable of the sower, Jesus said, Mark 4, verses 13 through 20, the farmer is like someone who takes God's word, God's word being seed, plants it down inside of people. Now, sometimes the seed of the word falls along the side of the road. That's like the people that hear the word of God, but their understanding is unfruitful. And because they don't understand it, Satan can come immediately and snatch away the word that was sown in their heart. Other people are like seed that's planted on rocky ground. These are the people that hear the word of God, they quickly and gladly accept it, but they do not allow the word of God to go deep into their lives. As a result, as soon as trouble comes, the persecution comes because of the word that they receive, they're quick to give up. Other people are like seed that's planted amongst the thorny weeds. That's where we are right now, studying this. These are the people that hear the word of God, but they have allowed their lives to become full of other things, (laughs) other things. What other things, Jesus? He gives us three categories the cares of this world, or the worries of this life, the love of money, everything else they want, selfish desires, and so what happens? Well, those things become weeds, the weeds grow up, choke out the seed of the word, and the word does not produce, and then other people are like, good ground, say good ground, that's what we wanna be, we wanna be good ground, and the good ground receives the word of God, clears out all the weeds, allows the word of God to do what it does, and the word produces a harvest, sometimes 30 times more, sometimes 60 times more, sometimes 100 times more, And you and I, we are after 100. So Jesus described the weeds of this third type of ground as the cares of this world, the love of money, and selfish desires. We already dealt with the cares of this world, the love of money. Right now, we're dealing with selfish desires. Jesus calls it, the King James calls it the lust for other things. Instead of of having a, a hunger and a thirst and a desire for God, you have lust for other things. So what does this mean for you today. So I have three things to share with you in this morning. As I get into these three things, this is where I need you to rid your heart and your mind of all distractions. Three things. Number one, here we go. So many people think that submitting to God will cause them to miss out on something. Th- this is this is not true. This is a mistake, but they're flawed in their thinking, but many people think this way. They think that, that submitting to God is going to cause them to miss out on something. So let me say it this way. I came to Christ when I was 23. So for I have been in church all my life, but I never really gave my life to Christ until I was 23 years old. And whether, if you're watching this, then chances are that you've already given your life to Christ. If not, you need to give your life to Christ, because obviously none of this matters without Jesus. But whether you gave your life to Christ uh, at a stage where you were older than I was, 23, or younger than I was, 23, either either way, it doesn't matter. Chances are that whenever you gave your life to Christ, at that stage in your life, you already had plans. You have plans for your life right you, you 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 even little kids hey what do you want to be when you grow up so you have plans for your life now once you're born again the holy spirit begins to reveal his plans to you now what happened is when you were born god made plans for you from the foundations of the world god made plans for you before you were born but when you were born you were born without any knowledge of those plans so you were completely ignorant of those plans As a result, you came up with plans, right? I mean, that's natural. So you came up with plans. So you have plans. Now you come to God, you're born again, but you already have plans. And then the Holy Spirit begins to reveal to you what was concealed from you, but prepared for you. And so the Holy Spirit begins to give you revelation and the revelation of the Holy Spirit. And that revelation comes in part because God is, he's not gonna show you everything. He's gonna show you things in part, but God begins to give you glimpses of yourself doing things that you've never done. God begins to give you glimpses in dreams or open visions or through prophetic releases, God begins to give you glimpses of his plans for your life. These things come by revelation. And then when they come, you are then posed with a decision. You have to make a decision at that point. Either you can choose because you're a free moral agent, you can do whatever you want. Either you choose to continue to go down the path that you were going down before you gave your life to Christ and before the Holy Spirit started talking to you, or And if you do that, then you're living a a life as a mere human, right? You're living your life based on you. You're the Lord of your life. Um, But you can do that if you want. You can do that, or you can choose to go down the path that God is leading you down, even though you don't even know what's on the other side. Even though you, it's a life of faith, and, and God hasn't given you all the answers, and it's scary, and it's like, oh my God, and and what what if this uh, this is, you you're leading me out here, Father, at the risk of looking foolish, and I've already told everybody I was doing this, and now you want me to do that? Yeah, but that's the life that God called us to live. So it's been my experience that a lot of young Christians, baby Christians. People that have not developed to the point where they trust God yet. These are people that refuse to give up their own desires. No, I ain't doing that. The Holy Spirit can give them promptings to go this way. And they're like, "Mm -mm, I already have a plan and I'm going this way. And so they resist. Some flat out reject God. Some flat out just reject the Holy Spirit because they're not sure that God's plans are better than their plans. Now, this is a ridiculous statement to me, but I'm just saying people that don't really know God, they they're not sure as if like their plans are better than God's somehow. And then they have the FOMO, the fear of missing out. They think that well, if I go down that road instead of this road, the road I was already on, then I might miss out. And they they actually think that their their logic is flawed, but they actually think that they, that God's path is somehow going to be lesser than the path that they were down, going down, the, the path that they came up with on, on their own. So here are some thoughts about this first point. Look at me. If you think that you're going to miss out on something by choosing God's will over your own will, it is only because you haven't been walking with God long enough. You don't have enough. You lack evidence and experience. <laughs> you lack the evidence of walking with God in testimonies, and you, lack, you just lack the experience. But if you keep walking with God long enough, you're going to gain both. You'll have testimonies, you'll have evidence, you'll have experience. You can't just know God in a book, right? If, if you if all you do is know God from the Bible or from church, then you don't know God. You have to know God from experiences. You got to have some evidence. You got to have some testimonies. You gotta have some altars in your life. I've seen too much stuff. You can't tell me God is not God. You can't tell me Jesus is not real. I've already been through too much stuff. I can point to too many things. I have altars. I have testimonies. Glory to God. And so yeah, you got to go through all that stuff. Why? So that you can know that God's plans are better than your plans. So you cannot, let me be clear about this. You cannot outplan God. And the fact that you even think that your plans are better than God's plans is evidence that you don't know God. Because how in the world can you think that you can outplan God? How in the world could you ever think that your plans are better than God's plans? The only thing that you're going to miss out on By going down God's path instead of your path is all the pain that's associated with the dumb decisions that you were going to make. So when you choose God's will over your will, you're saying, "Okay, I'm choosing God's will because I know that he loves me. I'm choosing God's will because I I trust in him. And I know that that I don't know. He didn't give me all the answers. I don't know what's down the road. I don't know what's around the corner. But you know what I do know? I know it's going to be good. And so why? Because God loves me. And so I believe his best is going to be manifested in my life. Say amen to that. All right, number two, disobedience will keep you from God's best. I want to be super duper clear about this. You can be born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, and disobey God. You can be born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, and not do what God said. And so you could be born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, and die, and you never completed your assignment. You're still going to go to heaven, and you're going to get to heaven to realize that you missed out on God's best because you were stubborn and stiff-necked and hard-headed and full of pride. My God, (laughs) Jesus. And so many people, they just... They know what the Bible says about certain things, and they just choose to flat out reject it, either ignore it or disobey it. And they see God's teaching and then they go, I don't want to do that because they think that somehow they're going to lose out. Somehow they're going to lose out. Like young people think, oh, I don't want to be a Christian because I need I need some time to party. I don't want to be a Christian. You know, I need to go ahead and get my club time in real quick before I get serious about Jesus. What are you talking about? They, they they think like being a Christian is boring. You, I don't know what you're talking about, but being a Christian is amazing. So walking with God, walking with the Holy Spirit is amazing. Young people, they, they wanna go do, you know, sow their wild oats because they go, I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't I don't wanna, once I get married. No, 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 being intimacy in marriage is amazing. Listen, everything God set up is better than what this world set up. So you you gotta trust God and believe me that, and then let me just say this about us who are Christians. You know why some people think that being a Christian is boring? Because some Christians are boring. And so we, we need to not be ashamed to show people that walking with God is amazing. We need to not be ashamed to show people that watch this, doggone it, walking with God. The hand of God can be on your life. You can walk with God and still be blessed. Your marriage can be amazing. You can be healthy in your body. You can have a spring in your step and a smile on your face and a song in your heart, and you can still be blessed. And you, and, and you God will increase you more and more, you and your children, and God will cause you to have favor, and God will raise up people to use their power, their ability, their influence, and their money to help you in ways that you cannot help yourself. So yes, it's okay to show people the blessing of God, the favor of God because we're trying to reach people that are not that are not born again. You're trying to reach people that don't have the Holy Spirit. So don't try to be super spiritual. They want to say, one of the reasons why God has used me to lead so many people to Christ is because God has given me success in life and whatever I'm doing. And so when people look at me, they see success. These are people that don't, don't have the Holy Ghost. So they don't have the Holy Spirit. They're not spiritual, but they say, man, Rick, whatever Rick touches is successful. Hey, Rick, what's your secret? Oh, I can tell you my secret. His name is Jesus. Right? So, so, Let me tell you, if you submit to God, you you are going to experience God's best. Now, you can know what the Bible says about something, but if you choose to disobey what the Bible says or choose to disobey what the Holy Spirit is saying to you over some selfish pursuit, let me be clear about this. You are placing self over God. You are placing pride over purpose. You are placing the temporary over the eternal, and as a result, you will reap a harvest from your short-sighted decision. You are being short-sighted. You are just thinking about now. God is thinking about the long view. God is thinking about eternity. When you walk with God and you are led of the Holy Spirit, you take a long view of life. Living a life that is pleasing before God is going to cause you to avoid shortcuts Right? The Holy Spirit will, will tell you to take the hard right instead of the easy wrong. That, that you're gonna avoid quick, quick, and ill-gotten gain, and you're gonna do things the right way. And now it may not happen overnight, but as, as as long as you continue walking with God, success is inevitable. And these spirit-led decisions, hard right over the easy wrong, these are decisions that build character, these are the decisions that build you up from the inside selfish decisions eat away at your character. So you don't want to be selfish. In the long run, obeying God and being led of his spirit and placing his will above your own will, listen, it's going to produce a life that is world changing. But none of this is going to happen if you choose self over God, if you choose the selfish path over the path that God destined for you to have. Jesus made it clear that choosing selfish desires becomes weeds, and those weeds will choke out the word. All right, number three, and finally, last point for today. Number three, you should not have a fear of missing out, FOMO, because with God, you will never miss out. Listen, I remember talking to a young lady not too long ago, young lady, young Christian, and I was talking to her about you know the Holy Spirit and, and the revelation of the Holy Spirit and how the Holy Spirit will show you what God planned for you from the foundations of the world. And she said to me to my face, she said, I don't know if I want God to speak to me. I said, what? And she said, I don't know. I, I I don't think I want the Holy Spirit to show me stuff. I said, why? She said, because I already have plans. And what if what he shows me doesn't line up with my plans? What if he tells me to do something else? I don't want to do something. I don't want to do anything else. This is what I want to do. And so what if he tells me something else? I don't want to do that. So I would rather he not even speak to me. <laughs> now, I commend her for her honesty, but she's bo- being super short-sighted. Um, all she's thinking about is herself. And uh, listen, you should want God to correct you if you're going down the wrong way. Like if, if you're doing something that it is outside of God's plan for your life, you should want him to let you know. You got to be able to choose. You got to get to the point where you love God enough to choose his will over your own will. And the only thing that you're going to miss out on at that, t- at that point, if you choose God over self... Yeah, you're going to miss out on something. You're going to miss out on the bad harvest that you were going to reap from your poor decisions. So anything that you give up for God, let me say this about that, too. Let's say that you really did have a big desire in your heart to do something. And the Holy Spirit says, no, you're not doing that. Go down this way. Okay. wow. And God has told me that more times than I want to remember. But whenever that happens, then whatever you're giving up for God becomes a seed whatever. I'm like, okay, Lord, I'm going to do what you told me to do now. I really wanted to do this other thing, but I'm going to give it up because you said, don't do it. Okay, fine. But now that becomes a seed. And my God, who's the Lord of the harvest is going to see to it that you reap a harvest on every every seed sown. So don't ever think that you're losing out when you're placing God first. God will never be in debt to you. So God will, will always see to it that you reap a harvest on every seed sown, and then when God gives you the harvest, it will far exceed, this is Ephesians 3 and 20, God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all, we can ask, or think, or even imagine, right, so it will far exceed anything that we would have ever received on our own, and I'm a witness, so let me, many Christians today, they live with FOMO, the fear of missing out, they chase every seemingly good time, because they don't want to miss out on this, they don't want to miss out on that, they don't listen to God, They don't ask God about their decisions. They don't even ask God, right? They're not sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. They're just living their lives selfishly. They're living their lives on their own, and they're living their lives as a mere human. So you can have the Holy Spirit and then not listen to him. You can have the Holy Spirit and then reject him. So it ain't just like you can have the word of God in your heart and the word of God can't produce because your heart is full of other things. So don't let this be you. Please give God first place. Die to self, yield to the Holy Spirit, place His will above your own, and this way you will level up, and you will get to experience the levels that God wants you to experience in this season. I know that this is stuff people don't really talk about today, like sin and self and selfish desires, but it's in the Word, and we need to talk about it so that we can become the the men, the women that God has called us to be. Amen. All right, so let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, this is a season of leveling up for me. I level up by leveling up in my heart. I place your will above my own. I give you and your word first place in my life. I yield to your spirit. I die to self. I die to selfish desires. I submit to you in all my ways. I will my will to choose your will. (laughs) I have submitted to you in life. Therefore, I declare that you see to it that my life produces your fruit. I prosper in all my ways. My decisions are blessed because they're your decisions. My will is amazing because it's your will. My life is in your hands. I never lose out by placing you above me and I reap a harvest on every seed sown. I boldly declare greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus name. Amen. This is today's word, so please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to Today's Word. You should want the notes from today. Go to todaysword.org. There's a big red subscribe button. Click on it, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, go into this day with, with this desire. All I want is what you want. That's it. I don't want nothing else. And you should never have a fear of missing out. The only thing you're going to miss out on is something you were never supposed to have in the first place. Do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message has been a blessing to you. And then uh, share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. I'll see you tomorrow. God bless you.